The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Some Pharisees approached Jesus and tested him, saying, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any cause whatsoever? He said in reply, Have you not read that from the beginning the Creator made them male and female and said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, man must not separate. They said to him, Then why did Moses command that man give the woman a bill of divorce and dismiss her? He said to them, Because of the hardness of your hearts, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless unless the marriage is unlawful, and marries another, commits adultery. His disciples said to him, If that is the case of a man with his wife, it is better not to marry. He answered, Not all can accept this word, but only those to whom that is granted. Some are incapable of marriage because they were born so, some because they were made so by others, some because they have renounced marriage for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Whoever can accept this ought to accept it. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, good morning. So on uh, Wednesday, we wrapped up what's called the Pentateuch, which is the first five books of the Old Testament. Genesis, Exodus, Uh, Deuteronomy, Leviticus, and Numbers. And for the last 30 days, we've been going through those last four books, which is really Moses going through with the Israelites through the desert for 40 years. Um, We started the book of Joshua, so we're out of the Pentateuch, we're into the next book, Joshua, and we just read that yesterday, and we see that it seems similar to what we had with the Exodus. We're, we're crossing another body of water. We don't get to spend much time in Joshua. We, we were in it yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and then we're done. Uh, what's interesting is that the book of Joshua covers about 40 years, pretty similar to the four books that we got with Moses, but we only cover it three days. Yesterday was chapter 3. We're all the way to the end where Joshua is about to die. He's 110 years old. Very similar to what we had with Moses. There's a lot of things we miss in those 40 years. Now it's important to understand that when you hear the word 40, it really means new birth. Something new's happening. Uh, For a child... 40 weeks is coming to full term. And then what happens? You go through the birth canal. And for the most part, what we see with going through um, the time of Moses and what we have going through with Joshua is we see a new beginning. A new character is being 
created by the new little nation of Israel. Now, the old character was one of complaining, and the complaining was based on their concept of what was good for them, which was back in Egypt. That's what we wanted. So their concept was something of the old. They didn't trust God had a better plan. Now, what's interesting as we get into the book of Joshua, and I'm going to cover it a little bit for you today because we don't get to see it, but their character has changed. The complaining has gone away, and they've started to trust that God has a better plan. Now, you say, well, how do we know that in the book of Joshua? Well, so we read yesterday that uh, the Israelites crossed the Jordan, uh, very similar to what happened at the Red Sea. The waters just stopped. It's a, it's a great event. They get to the other side, and God says, um, you know, you have a lot of new people. In fact, almost everybody's new because we wandered for 40 years. We got rid of most of the complainers. But, of course, the kids have grown up with parents that complain. But how do we know they're not complainers too? Well, God says, uh, let's circumcise everyone. That, you would think, would bring some complaints. But no, there's no complaints. And then immediately, they're going to take down the city of Jericho. And how are they going to do it? They're going to march around the city for seven days, blowing horns. And there's no complaints. They're trusting God. They're trusting in this plan. They're trusting Joshua. They're, they're, it's unbelievable. They have changed their character. Their character has changed. And what happened? They trust God. God has a better plan. It's not what they're thinking. They're trusting God. Now, in our gospel reading, uh, we have the question of marriage. And I think marriage is a little bit like a 40-year trek. There's a character change. There's a new birth. There's a new entity that's created. And, and I'm not saying just the possibility of children. There's a character that occurs between the husband and wife. Our own character as spouses starts to change, to reflect that new character. And why is that? We give up the complaining of the way I think it should be. And I surrender to this character, and hopefully if God is part of this marriage, he's leading the marriage, and it becomes a character of three, the husband, wife, and Jesus. And it becomes a whole new character. Now, I bring these things up because I see that um, there's something great that's going to happen tomorrow in the, uh, Joshua. 
And it's a very famous line that you'll all remember. He's basically talking to the people right before he's going to die. And he says, you need to choose your gods. Either you choose the one God or you choose those other gods you had really on the other side of the Jordan. He says, for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. Well, I started thinking about today, the things that we're going through in our world. Um, There's a lot of complaining and ridicule. I I guess I didn't know this. I didn't study very hard when it came to Greek mythology back in school. But there's actually a Greek god of complaining and ridicule. The Greek god of Momusa. And I think about our world today in the complaining that we have and the ridicule we have for even things that you know, would likely we'd all agree aren't necessarily what we want to see, but it's the ridicule and the complaining that we resort to. And it's this God of, it's the way I think it should be, as opposed to God's working in a different way. He's got a plan, and we have to trust that plan. Uh, We're on the eve of We're on the eve of the eve of the assumption of the Virgin Mary. And Mary had a character that when she saw how horrible it was for her son on the cross, she saw how brutal it was, but yet she believed that anything was possible with God. It's that anything possible that we have to resort to when we think about ridicule or the gods of any sin that we have, but specifically with ridicule and complaint. God has a plan. Yes, we need to take action, but we need to do it lovingly. So I guess the question that I would leave you with when we think about Joshua and the Israelites, when they crossed over the Jordan, Joshua said, you have to make a choice. Is it the gods of the other side of the Jordan or this side of the Jordan? It's the gods of complaint and ridicule or the God of trust. So the question would be, where is your character? Is it on the other side of the Jordan, towards the Red Sea, or is it on the side of trust? Let's be forcing ourselves to get on the side of trust and have confidence that God is with us and he has a better plan. We may not know what it is. It may seem like we're blowing trumpets and walking around a wall for seven days, but God has a plan, and it's a loving plan. Let's stand 